Welcome to the Dead Format Cast, episode 129. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by twice the man he used to be, Thomas Smiley. And we're here to talk about legacy. I'm actually like, like, I don't know, uh, 295 out of 300th of the man that I used to be. I, I started keto because Alyssa, Alyssa was trying to lose weight for my sister's wedding. So I'm doing it with her and I'm miserable. And Wait, when sucks. did you start? Uh, just like a week ago. Oh, a full, you've been on a full week and you feel miserable? Oh, yeah. Really? That's interesting, man. Usually I uh, I feel miserable for a couple days and then I, then I hit my uh, stride. Yeah, so like the first four days I felt fine. And then I, I hit a rut. Um, and I bought like the ketone strips to like test everything. Yeah. And the first the first four days, even though I wasn't eating carbs, it just didn't change. And I think that's probably something to do with the diabetes or like That's what things. I was gonna ask. Like I imagine you've done the research on that, right? Yeah, there's like there's extra extra things that happen with insulin levels when you have to like inject yourself. So it's like it's a lot harder to actually get it to kick in. Um, yeah. Basically the research that I've done says it's just harder to do. But yeah, I've been bet. eating like super low carbs. And today it just like kind of hit me. Huh. That that actually would really suck if you didn't hit ketosis. You'd just be stuck in that that limbo period. Right. And that's that's I think kind of what happened. Um huh. but hopefully me feeling like crap is a mark that it hit. But I like Yeah. Uh, like the the test strips are starting to turn more purple. So we'll we'll give it a few more a few more days and see. Gotcha. Yeah, Pat. Pat wasn't a fan of the strips, bro. I, I never go naked. I always use the strips. Yeah, I just like because um, I just wanted to know what was going on, basically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They they sell exogenous ketones too. If you, uh, I don't know, I haven't done any research on the you know how it interacts with diabetes, but if it turns out that you know you you have trouble jump starting, they do sell exogenous ketones, and they're not too expensive. Okay. I will look into that. I didn't think about taking, like, external supplements for it, but I think I'm just going to try to stick with the diet and, like, lower my calories and make sure that I don't eat too much protein. I think the first few days I was definitely messing up by having too much of my calories be protein and my body was turning into sugar. Um, Yeah, well, did you have, like, a large fat thing to start? So I tried. I tried to make sure that I was eating, like, way more fat than I was protein, but I wasn't counting as well as my wife was, and she was like, "I think this is what happened." So, yeah, I usually the the first morning I always just eat a stri- like a straight stick of butter, just so like my body knows like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> yep, I got you. It's uh sort of like the exogenous ketones thing, but yeah, I've been uh, I've been eating like just like bacon and cheese, bacon egg and cheese omelets, and like Brazil nuts and and crap like that that I would have never eaten before. Yeah, you need more fat, though, for sure, because that stuff's actually good for you. Okay, so it's anything that's good for you you can't eat. It's just you got to eat shock. You need to shock your body into, uh, you know, knowing something's, something's really wrong. Okay. But, yeah, dude, so everything else is uh, going well with you? Yeah, we're. I think we're going back to school, like, in person. So they uh, they announced like the, the back to oh yeah like next month. Wow. Uh, Massachusetts was like, listen, schools have to go back in April, and uh, the the district released a timeline today. So we'll see how all that plays out. But that's going on. So why is that? 
because uh, the mass, mass, like the the state said, all schools have to go back. <laughs> but like, I mean, is there some sort of guideline that you're following, or is it like the kids are are dropping out too much or whatever? No, it was more like uh, the coronavirus is like lessening, and vaccines are more more available. Um, okay. And they they just want to get everybody back, so they were like, listen, um, schools schools are basically going to lose their their ability to like graduate students. Uh, they're saying that the time that people spend remotely, yeah. uh, if you're not back in person, just isn't going to count anymore, and uh, and kids need to be back. So yeah, that's what I was wondering about if it was like the graduation thing, mm-hmm. like losing a year. It's crazy, man. I mean, I know I, I try to imagine like I work from home now, and like I I remember I used to get like these forty page over the summer like math or whatever subject. Uh, like summer homework, you know what I mean? Did you get that yeah. when you were a kid? Yeah, definitely. And we give that I out never, to students ever, and everything. Ever. I never did it ever. Oh uh, well, for the for the higher level classes, it's sort of required. Um, but that's basically mm-hmm. been what like what that it's like asynchronous days here. You know what I'm saying? Like you just you give like a set of problems like that when you have the um, uh, when the kids don't have class that day, and it's it's like the same thing. Very very few of them get returned. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, you know, are you going to, I don't know. It's just like crazy. The, the kids are so young. I mean, not, maybe not high schoolers. I was more thinking about like fourth, fifth, sixth grade when I would get those. But mm-hmm. like I just wasn't interested in, in doing school shit if I was home, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're, and, bringing, uh, they're bringing the elementary school kids back first. My kid actually went back today. He had his first um, real... A uh, real in-person day today. They had them in like little taped-out boxes with plexiglass, <laughs> like uh, uh, plexiglass dividers, and they were like, "You can't touch anybody. You need to stay in your box." <laughs> it's like it's crazy. Whoa! Is this yep. kindergarten or what? Uh, pre-K. Pre-K. Yeah, and they're not actually in boxes. Like it's just taped out on the floor, but they have they everybody have, uh, socially distanced. And, like, Bro, they should get hamster wheels. Just burn off, burn off the energy. That would actually be fun, right? For like kindergarten or whatever. I don't know how long can kindergarten or pre-K or kindergartners run on a hamster wheel? We might have to. Or, find no, out. I'm sorry, not a hamster wheel. The ball, like my my hamster had a ball that it ran. Oh, so like sitting on the ball, like a big exercise ball. Like you ever seen a Flaming Lips concert? Oh, you're talking about like a like an inflatable one, like the the ones that you can like step into. Yeah. Okay. It's a ball. Now, now you run around. It, you know you know how a ball works. Like you run around yeah. and it moves. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They should get one of those, or I, twenty of those, or whatever. That. Yep. That'd be pretty sick. But uh, yeah, dude. So I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Obviously, we got a little bit off track with the whole recording schedule thing. Oh yeah, our recording like it just didn't match up at all. And uh, yeah, I can't I can't do like th- like three or four days a week now, and just like we yeah we we I think we got back in sync though. Thursday nights is good. Yeah, so is this going to be the regular thing now, Thursday nights for the rest of the school year or whatever? Yeah, I think um, the, as soon as the school year ends, my schedule gets like way more flexible. But uh, but Thursday nights looks like it's going to be my go-to time right now. So if that works for yeah. you, let's do it. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, we're going to have to figure out what our role is in the legacy ecosystem, though, because this puts us on a crash course with leaving a legacy. Oh, with uh, with recording on... Wait, they record earlier though. 
Oh, you're talking they about releasing, releasing release on schedule, Friday. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, I completely understand about that. Like, my my editing has been behind, too, so it's unlikely that this is going to be out tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out our, you know, what, what day we're going to release now. Yeah. So we'll, we'll think about maybe, it. Maybe Saturday we'll stagger it. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, has there ever been a... Oh, I doubt it. I don't know. I don't actually listen to podcasts anymore, but... <laughs> Dude, I got an email, though. You might have got this email today, too, from Hit and Run, the store in Lexington, Mass. I did not. I've never, I never played a Hit and Run. Okay. Well, Hit and Run was a good place for, like, pre-releases, or they did uh, Thursday night, like, Adult League, which was draft, and it was, like, you know, four weeks cumulative, and then you got prizes at the end. And- mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, sort of like a casual shop, but it was like a neighborhood shop, you know, very old-timey feel, like a very unique building, very unique guy uh, that ran it. And they they opened in 1994, man. So they, uh, Dan at Hit and Run, had been there for the whole time Magic was around, basically, you know? Well, did that store get sold recently, or was it looking to be sold? I remember hearing something about that. Yes, he spoke to me a couple times about potentially buying it but i didn't obviously and yep. uh he uh just sent out an email today that he's he's going out of business uh in april he's he's packing it in yeah the the economy for small businesses over the last month is uh is rough especially when people can just go on amazon and order boxes directly from wizards of the coast and yeah I'm for sure complaining about it right now but like i just bought one because it was the only place that i could get a time spiral box for under 200 dollars. oh bro so yeah he first of all he was complaining before there was ever a pandemic he was trying to sell the place and talking about how you know things that were bad for business specifically the uh distribution models you know mm-hmm. working with different distributors he was always complaining about that so i don't know how much of it's the pandemic i mean i sure i'm sure it hurts not being able to have he used to have like 100 person uh pre-releases and stuff so that probably hurts but i also bought a time spiral box this week nice i'm like yeah. the old frames are so exciting and i know we didn't get to record last week when like all of the spoilers were coming out but i'm i'm just super pumped have you seen much the st- the, how much like the cool stuff is pre-ordering for I tried to look at how much ponders were pre-ordering for, and Card Kingdom had it for like sixty-five dollars a ponder. A regular non-foil ponder. A regular non-foil ponder for sixty-five dollars. That's. The I haven't looked price. at prices at all. No, I, I did. I would have guessed it was like five dollars. I would insane. have absolutely like snapped off a playset at five dollars, and I think that's probably why they're just pricing it really high, because they're afraid that like, if they don't do that, then people will just snap off True. like like hundreds of copies that they can't cover yeah well that's the thing man we could honestly turn this into a whole fucking episode if we wanted to because i haven't really been digging for information aside from the one day when when they released a lot of cards and i got excited about it and Mm -hmm. did like a little like you know what's the print run gonna be what are the distributors offering the different levels of stores in terms of product is this going to be in the big box stores what's the price per pack that sort of information and I couldn't really find much, man. I mean, I found probably the same thing you did, which was a box for 190 and I snapped it off. Yeah, but, like, this is the thing. 
even if you had some of that information, you have no idea how many Wizards is selling directly through Amazon and how right, like right. how that is going to work and everything. It's just it's crazy. But I mean, like, even at the top level, like, is it being treated like a master set or not, right? Like, is it, is there going to be basically one allocation and then possibly a a second smaller allocation? Or is this going to be effectively print to demand for a month? They'll see how it goes and release two or three waves, like a standard set, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. And there's a lot of uncertainty behind that because Wizards, like, hasn't pigeonholed themselves into saying anything. Um, because it gives them more flexibility if they wanted to, like, like print a bunch more. For sure, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, and there's no reason they couldn't just print more in three months, right? Right. Like, I would I would assume, given how well this set was received, that, um, that they are already planning extra print runs. But Wizards doesn't... Wizards' decision-making doesn't always make sense to me all the time. So maybe there was some talk in-house about, like, potentially keeping this first run limited and building the hype around the old border stuff so they can do another set later where that hype comes back and they could do a bigger front run and get people to pre-order like tons of it so yeah well it certainly feels that way right with the with the selection of the cards in the set Mm -hmm. i mean it's not like they did old border set where they just had everything we could want they did uh fucking master's set where the cards you want are one per pack, you know? Yep. So they're basically just selling a master set with these few commons and, and uncommons and stuff. $65 uncommons. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, they can do this. I mean, what, we got? We have Ponder and, you know, most of the Death and Taxes creatures and stuff, but they could probably do this five more times before they started getting pressed for cards. Yeah, like they... I mean, they could have another two or three... Um, as impactful sets as, as what they did with this one, for sure. I'd imagine, yeah. I mean, like, you know, think about Planeswalkers. Like, they didn't even touch Planeswalkers yet. No, imagine, imagine like, the uh, the Photoshopped Jace with the beta right. frame and the beta text, like, doing something like that. That would be, that'd be insane. Yeah, I mean, there's probably, what, 20 Planeswalkers that see play in Legacy. And if you space those out, like, three or four a set, I mean, you're gold, right? Yep. Well, I mean, if it's if we're talking about wizards, they would probably reprint Oko in the next one. <laughs> They'd be like, "I'm sorry, it was in development before we made our decision." Yeah, but how do you feel though, man? Like at the top level, like I mean, just take a step back and think about it. Like, how do you feel about these old border cards? So I like them. I like that wizards figured out. And somebody said this on Twitter, and I I want to give them credit, but I can't remember who it was. That it's great that wizards figured out that they could monetize something like this um rather than just trying to monetize power creep like it's better for the game yeah yeah um i think it was robert wilson no nah, that's way too intelligent for him no no it was him it was him <laughs> if it wasn't if it sorry wasn't, i'm sorry robert wilson um but uh but yeah i i completely agree with that i love the look yeah. of the cards too like i bought a box and I bought a box and I'm looking to pre-order cards from it because I want to be able to like have those cards. So it got me, it got me back into that. That's really interesting, man. I, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised so much that you ordered a box, but I'm surprised that you're talking about potentially that you would buy the singles. Uh, I wasn't really sure how you were going to feel about these. I mean, I, obviously you like the old border cards, but uh, it's kind of weird, right? Because my heuristic before was always that I wanted the original printing of cards, right? Like. 
with with very few exceptions, I would just play the original printing of a card. Mm-hmm. And now there's this new printing. So I'm going to be replacing ponders from 2009 or whatever yep. with ponders from 2021. You know what I mean? And like yeah. that was always a thing with Legacy is like the cards in my deck. Like I remember when I was playing Stoneblade specifically, all the cards in my deck were from 2015 or later with the exception of the Dual Lands, you know? Mm-hmm. And now it's it's going to be just like, you know, another nail in that coffin, I guess, of just having a, a legacy deck that's basically all recent cards. So they're they're monetizing us, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, I was definitely always more about like the look of the card overall. Um, yeah. I liked I like three ball three ball ponder way no, better than the uh, okay. than the fish lady ponder. That's disgusting. Oh no, three ball ponder. I love that artwork. There are two heinous. Uh, choices that they made which are the the ponder that they reprinted and the no. lingering souls no okay one great ponder i didn't see the lingering souls the um, lingering souls is the the f and m art which is basically like uh unintelligible uh brown lines on a black background okay i remember i i know that i have the f and m artwork for that card somewhere and i was excited when they when they announced that as one of their promo printings but uh, I don't think I've looked closely at the artwork in a really long time. That's that's more your um, your jam for sure. Our boy Nate got me kind of sold on this set because he's like, dude, just imagine flashing back Cabal Therapy with Lingering Souls and its old border. And I was like, oh man, he's like, it's got the little graveyard sign on it. He knew exactly I, how to like how to get at your heart. Well, I was yeah, I was so pumped. So then I went on Mythic Spoiler and I was like, it was I was just so deflated when I saw that. This dream was actually a nightmare because they used the wrong Lingering Souls art. So that, so was, as a member, uh, that was a pretty big miss. As a member of the old school community, are you guys going to allow um, these, <laughs> these new printings of the old portrait cards in, in old school? Is that That's funny, man. I kind of want to go on. <laughs> I want to go on the groups and see if people are talking about this now. I haven't been on they're Facebook not, in so they're long. They're probably not. <laughs> oh, man. No, of course they're not. But I just wonder what people are saying about it in general. Mm-hmm. The other yeah, thing, I, I definitely took oh, it as like a net positive. I, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that I'm wondering about is, like, the tactile and and sort of like smell test. I guess you call it. Like, I wanna I wanna see these cards before I order any singles. Like, I wanna hold the binder okay. and make sure. I mean, that like, there's, there's not... no way there's ever gonna be like the patina or like the feeling that you get from the, your actual old cards, like. It's going to be a new printing. It's going to smell like a regular magic card. The foils are probably in a fucking tent, and you're not going to want the foils. <laughs> but um, but y- no, I don't. I, mean, I don't mean literally the smell of them. I mean like you know, do they do they look fine next to another old border card, or do they? Is there something visually wrong with them? Because like we can see a picture of them, it's fine. And I saw Gavin. Uh, Verhe holding up like a chalice in a, mm-hmm. a video and it looked fine but i don't know man i just kind of want to see them and make sure that like you know there's not something visually off about them before i yeah. go ordering them well i guess any of the old cards that you have that have that black border on it the black is going to be a little bit faded it'll be beat up a little bit the the black might be a little bit sharper on these new cards because they don't have doesn't have 20 years of wear or whatever but uh yeah. but I, I hear you i hear you yeah man I, I just want to see them, you know, but I think uh, overall 
obviously they look great. They this has been a uh, a home run. We always said it would be a home run. You know, we, how long were we clamoring for these? Probably at least five years. Well, I think we we were at a dinner. Um, or maybe I was at a dinner, and I can't remember if Gavin was there. Or people were talking about it, but he, um, I either heard him or somebody talking about him asking people what cards would you like to see reprinted in an old book. Oh yeah, he asked us that in Seattle. Okay, um, I, so that I, was twenty seventeen, yeah. I guess. Um, so, so yeah, that like that's that that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we've been talking about it before then even, which is what I was thinking, probably five years. But it's it's pretty cool that it's happening. The, the, I'm not, like, you know, 100% in on it because it is kind of weird. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I was doing this, like, spreadsheet the other day about cards that I bought and have been banned before I actually got to play them <laughs> or, or played them once. In the case of Renin 6, Oko... Dreadhorde Arcanist. I played these cards exactly once in a tournament before they were banned. But, like, you know, then... So there's that, like, sort of sunk cost or whatever, that... that not sunk cost, but just lost money, really. Mm-hmm. And then, like, having to buy cards twice, potentially, is, is kind of a, uh, a weird place to be. Because this becomes, like, a snake eating its tail, right? Like, let's say this new set has like a young pyromancer equivalent or whatever like a staple-ish card that you kind of need but it's uh ten dollars like a dreadhorde arcanist equivalent let's say and then you buy it and then the next year they print it in the old border right that that gets into like this sort of uh yugioish territory of, of like yeah the, but you uh, don't have to that's like a that's uh, well no I but i do, i have to right okay but i mean like that's just uh, I'm not that, saying this that is from not like an some actual sort of... thing that affects game mechanics. You can play whatever edition of the card you want. This isn't a moral argument, though. Okay. This is a this is an argument <laughs> like you and I, like you know, our considerations. I'm not like judging them as a company. I'm saying like, do I want to be on this wheel? Okay. Well, you can not, hop not off like the morally. wheel and still have the cards to play. Right. But if you, I think it depends on how much you're going to play too, right? Like if you. If you play a little bit more and you find like your deck, like you get into the groove, like we have been uh, with certain decks in the past, like True Name Nemesis, want, for example, you're gonna want to get those right. Like that that card comes to mind. But um, I mean, if you're not if you're not playing too much and you just want to like bring a deck to an event, are you gonna are you gonna spend that much more money just to like get the old border? I mean, it probably depends on like ease and and how ease of access and like uh, I don't know how much planning time you have before the event, but it's not. It's not anything you have to do. Yeah, no, oh, for sure. Speaking speaking of that, the 100K got a rescheduled date. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, Dude, October, did I sign up for the 100K? Do you know the answer to this? I don't know if you signed up. I know I signed up. I'm still oh. signed up. I never took my name off the wait list, and I'm really excited about it. But I think it's the week the weekend before Halloween. Um. Well, I would double check that. Don't take my word for it, but I'm pretty sure it's um, it's the weekend before Halloween. Yeah, our, our buddy uh, Josh Perschbacher sent me a message a few days ago, saying something about October, a tournament, the tournament being rescheduled to October. But weren't there two tournaments? There, there yeah. was like a 40k. Is that right? And a hundred k. So I don't think the 40k has got um, a rescheduled date yet. 
Um, Do you know which one signed up first? So I want to say that the 40K got got the signups first. And then the 100K went, went second. The 100K got rescheduled probably because, like, that's that's just like the bigger tournament if people are going to play in one that's probably the one that you want to um you want to make sure you run and get the money out the door um i know that he sent out the promo like like the promo cards to everybody who was registered for the 40k um and i'm sure that he is going to reschedule that at some point but i don't i don't know about that one yet how do you find out about this stuff you can just shoot him a message on twitter i follow him on twitter but if you oh, wanted yeah. to ask ask like a yeah. like an actual question, he gets back to people really quickly. Okay. Um, so I I just saw it on Twitter. He's one of like four people of all time that I've ever muted on Twitter. Oh. So that's probably why I don't know any of this stuff. Okay. Just because he was yeah. always doing these fucking grab bags, and I was just like, that could. Oh, stand. I get excited every time I see one of those, but he's always uh, sold out before I see that it. Shit. <laughs> Kind of that's like that that's shit. that's the the worst aspect of magic in my opinion but yeah i think uh i this would be awesome i hope that i registered for that 100k i know i only registered for one of the two because i wanted to actually go to one and like see what travel was like and accommodations and stuff before i bought a subscription plan basically so you but. probably registered for the 40k I think and so, yeah. There, you can. St- I think you can still get on the wait list for the hundred k, and I'm sure with the actual date um, being announced, there'll be a lot of people who are saying like, "Okay, I don't want to travel that weekend. It's too early for me," or like whatever it is, where you might be able to get a spot. But I'm that, that kind of like that kind of defeats my whole plan though, because it's like uh, I registered for the first one first, and then I yep. have to, yeah. Yep. No, I completely understand. But living in Ohio, though, I imagine it's probably just like you know, forty-five minute drive or whatever to St. Louis. <laughs> I don't honestly. I don't actually know how long of a drive have, it is for you. But I have no. I idea, will not be I driving. Imagine, I imagine it's not that far. You're not driving, is that what you said? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's St. Louis. Did yeah. I shit all over St. Louis, or was it just you? I I imagine it was both of us. <sighs> I can't remember. But you know, what we I, need I know we I need did, bring, but I think it. I we think need you to bring Dead too. Format Street Sweeper T-shirts. Yeah. Um, so we need to get we need to get those done. I, actually, I was talking to Josh about that too, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, I have this like this new list for where we're moving in this this summer, and uh, he was giving me some shit about St. Louis again, and I was like, man, if St. Louis was on the list this time, it would probably be like second. That's crazy. Because. Yeah, when you were like scranton is number one i was like you might yeah. you might need to expand your list it's like houston uh mississippi scranton it's uh not not as appealing as the last one mm-hmm. that's rough but yeah it is what it is but yeah dude what uh what cards specifically have you looked at like all the cards that got old frames um so i i haven't looked at the full spoiler um i think that i saw the ones that i was excited about mm-hmm. um i haven't i haven't gone through the entire list i've just seen the ones that um that have been making the rounds on social media yeah there's probably about like 15 i would say in each color something like that but, i mean the the like the ones that i'm really excited about are the true name obviously the yeah. ponder the abrupt decay the man the abrupt decay in old border looks beautiful yeah 
yeah, the, the, the true name and the decay for sure are the ones I'm going to be playing the most, but, uh, dude, some of them look incredible, like the fucking Mystic Sanctuary. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Yes. It's so nice. They gave it like the, uh, what is Teferi's Isle from? Like Mirage or, or whatever, whatever Teferi's Isle is from. They gave it that sort of treatment with the blue text box, the blue outline mm-hmm. text box. Yep, but not that awful, like, brown smudged border that they used to put on the lands. Brown smudged border? Which one is that? Uh, Teferi, okay. Maybe I'm just thinking about the artwork. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know. There probably was a thing, but it, it just looks so beautiful, the, the Mystic Sanctuary specifically. That one stuck out to me. Tide Hollow Sculler, too, with, with the old gold border. Yep. That was a beautiful one. Uh, no, yeah, Teferi's Isle, the um the actual card border, not the black, but the um um the border between the artwork and the black border mm-hmm. had that like sort of ugly uh brown mushy color. Maybe it's not brown. I and it's like anyway. gray, right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't like that at all. That card was yeah. It was particularly dark, but the text box is, is sort of the same, right, as the Sanctuary, mm-hmm. if I recall. But yeah, dude, other cards too, like Resto Angel, Flicker Wisp looked amazing. Like, I I really am excited to actually hold these cards. I think the box comes, what, like March 24th or something like that? Uh, I think that's when, so I literally just bought a box, and I think the estimated day that I'm getting it is the 20, 23rd or 24th. I think it actually releases on the 15th. So if you can find some some place where you actually can pick it up in person, you might be able to get it then. Um, I could be wrong about that date, but I, I was definitely looking at them earlier this week. Gotcha. I actually bought a box of Throne too. I uh, I've been going into like a couple stores as I'm like driving around places and see if there's a magic store nearby. Mm-hmm. You just going and in there without a mask just to test it. Yeah, you know you gotta. If see they if they on. like let you in without a mask, you're like, okay, this is a place I want to come back to later on. If they have a sign that says, you know, we believe in science, I just turn around. Yeah. But uh, basically they said, um, it, it, you know, it's this one store I, I kind of like around me that uh, I've been in a couple times. I used to just buy, like, if, I, if they didn't have anything I wanted in terms of the singles or whatever, I would just buy some loose packs. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any old packs, so I just, uh, and I'm tired of, like, these loose packs because it's not like you can ever trade them or sell them or something. Have you, so I just, have, we, talked to, we talked about this on, like, the cast earlier. Do you still just have, like, a box mm-hmm. of miscellaneous random packs that you haven't opened because you just bought them when you've gone into stores and you never open packs? Yeah, but I haven't added to that box since living here. Okay. So it's, just, Except, it's the same hundred Oh, wait, no, you bought a box. You bought a box. You didn't buy loose packs. Okay. Yeah, I'm buying boxes now, so I bought another box of Throne at the uh, store this week, too. I don't know what I'm going to do with these. I'm just going to stack them up, I guess. They kind of look cool. Yeah, Matt, my buddy Matt convinces me to buy boxes so we can draft them. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what happened with with Time Spiral 2. I was excited. I was going to buy a box, and then I saw, like, the availability and the prices, and I I was going to stay away, but... He convinced me. So what was it on Amazon? Like one ninety nine or whatever? No, it was so it was one eighty then plus shipping. No, sorry. One eighty plus tax. I had to pay twelve dollars in, in internet tax or whatever. Um so I think okay. I ended up paying a total of one ninety for uh for the shipping and the tax. But I think the, the price 
that Wizards was charging through Amazon was in the 180s, in the low 180s. That's great. Yeah, it was it was definitely 199 when I looked at it, so that's why I went to uh, eBay and got it mm-hmm. for 190. Let me let me that's... go on right now just to um just to see because uh, I don't want to like spread false information. Uh, that's interesting though. I might I might grab another because now that I'm talking about it, I kind of want to keep one sealed. Yeah, but like how much? Okay, yeah. Uh, right now, I guess they're on sale. They were originally 199.49. And yeah. now um, they're one eighty one ninety five, but how Damn. much does that suck to have like the actual retailer selling their boxes on Amazon and they just slash twenty bucks off the price when like stores were all pricing at two hundred? When there's no relationship to like you know the the supply or anything because this hasn't because they can been just print more. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That is really pretty bullshit. Yeah, you're right. So, anyway, good job on the set. Slops on. Slops on that, but I guess like yes. they don't care about they don't care about stores. No. Stores haven't made like a major impact in the actual game of Magic in the last, I mean, in the last year because of the quarantine. And they're like Magic's made way more money than it ever has been. We don't need the stores. Why not just fuck them out of existence? It's crazy, bro. My uh, my cousin started playing Magic. Uh, my cousin Tommy, who's probably about twenty years old now. Mm-hmm. He lives in Florida. He lives in West Palm Beach, and he's like a college student, Uber driver, like you know, just a young kid, twenty-year-old kid. Now he's and, the uh, one. He's the one who said that uh, he listened to the cast, right? No, definitely. Oh, not. different one. Okay. Yeah, different. He's uh, he's a good kid, but he um was a Hearthstone player, and he was talking about going to stores. Wait, did I tell the story already? You may have like going to okay. stores to play Hearthstone, like bringing your tablet and just like. No, 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 no. He's going into stores to play Magic because I was like, we were talking about Magic. I'm like, where are you oh. playing, bro? Are you playing on Arena or or MTGO or what? He's like, no, dude, I go to F and M and all this stuff. Like they just have Florida. it down there. It's it's uh it's like uh he's like yeah no none of the stores are closed or anything. That was uh, that was like a what the fuck moment for me because like I I hadn't even considered that you know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, played some Texas, magic on Arizona. Texas, what, just, like, uh, past the no, like, no mass required anywhere? Businesses can reopen full capacity? So well, I, I think, I actually heard that that's kind of bullshit, though. I, I don't know if this is uh, what's being reported or whatever, but in the bill, there's, like, if hospitals reach 15% capacity, then the masks come back, apparently. Okay, so, so there's, like, an emergency trigger in it? Yeah, okay. it's kind of like being sensationalized, I guess. But yeah, that's uh, that's where I guess that's that's where they're at now. Okay. It was weird, like being in Arizona, dude. And I didn't get to meet up with Sugi or, or Hackbert, and I'm I'm pretty mad at them about that. They didn't respond until I was on the plane back. But I uh, I didn't even think about going to a store out there. But just in general, just how how much different it is down there, right, from up here. Mm-hmm. I think the last time we recorded, I had already been to Arizona, right? Uh, yes, because the week the we skipped the week that you were there. So the last time we okay. recorded was when you came back. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, dude. So I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. Uh, see what the set looks like by the next time we record. We'll probably have opened our boxes, right? Well, I'm <laughs> drafting, so I. Because uh, I told Matt we're going to draft it, so I need to keep it sealed until we make plans to do that. 
Oh, so gotcha. I need to buy another box. See, this is the spot. This is this is what happens. I need to have a box to draft, and now I really want to open it. So I'm going to get the box, and I'm going to look at it for a few days, and then <laughs> I'm going to lose self-control, and I'm going to open it. Then I'm going to have to order another one because I'll have my plans to draft it, and it will be open. And I can't show up with my open box and be like, hey, Matt, so I'm sorry about this, but like, I put all the cards back in the packs the way they were, <laughs> and I taped them up. Is this going to be okay? Yeah. So then I'll have to buy another box, and Alyssa will be mad at me. And... <laughs> Dude, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I've been on Discord. It has been. Well, I think we overplayed the tag in for t-shirts. And uh, <laughs> if, we didn't, if we didn't do that, we might still have Ian. No, definitely not. I hated Discord. But uh, the... W- wait, you put into the notes here Patreon question. Yeah, we had a Patreon question. We had two new people join our Patreon. What? Listen. Listen. Listen, I saw that too. And it's like, usually, and I completely understand it, right? Because like our schedule has been so screwed up. Yeah. And if people were like giving us a dollar, like I, I get it. Like you could you could be frustrated that maybe we yeah. put out like two episodes in the last month. Like I understand. I'm not mad at anybody. So like usually when I get Patreon notifications, it's like, X has left your Patreon. It's like, we, <laughs> but we got, but we, <laughs> but we got, we got two new ones. Um, and, uh, and one of our, one of our old best ones left a, um, left a question for you. So Franco, uh, wanted to know like how, or what are your skills in your mind that you've best been able to translate from limited to legacy let me look up the exact question because i'm sure oh, I'm getting dude the, getting the wording a, right that's um, a great but question. it was it was an awesome question and uh because i saw that we had two new patrons and i posted in the discord listen we're actually recording tonight if you got some questions let me know and uh and franco shot that let me um let me open it because i have discord closed so it doesn't change my recording volume yeah that's super interesting man uh and i, I was actually just thinking about this yesterday because I believe Adam Wallace posted something about how uh, legacy, if you enjoy the legacy format now more than the Dreadhorde Arcanist format, then you would really enjoy the current limited formats. Because I, I don't, I don't I honestly know. Because if Adam was saying it, it was probably meant to be like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure what he was getting at with that. I think he was just like trying to, you know, make a kind of a hot take. But I'm sure it's true, like what he was saying. But it also like you know, make it a little bit inflammatory to get attention, right? But are uh, you calling? Are you calling our friend an attention whore? I guess dude, that's, calling, all, that's Twitter. That's Twitter. yeah. I'm you sorry. can't be that's on Twitter, Twitter and not be you know. You can. That's what I do. Nobody follows us, dude. Twitter is I like to like. Maybe I just need to like hot take. Twitter's like. For people who need attention more than Meghan Markle. It's the fucking worst. Alright. So I, I got the question. No, I don't want to okay. comment on the royal fa- I don't. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. Here's the actual question, though. Uh, Franco asked, he would be curious, what acquired limited skills do you think uh, he applies, that you apply to, reg- to legacy on a regular basis? So, like, what did you pick up playing limited 
that goes into your legacy game. Or, like, vice right. versa, I guess. Vice versa. Yeah. Uh, not not anything vice versa. Okay. There's always, like, going back into Legacy after playing Limited for a while, it's always pretty stressful because you're used to, like, the first, you know, just, like, passing through the first turn and, you know, play your land. And you sort of, like, build up your hand, you know, just, like, you do play, like, a two-drop or whatever, but, you know, you're just building up your hand, working towards the, the mid-game. Whereas in Legacy, it's so compressed, right? So mm-hmm. there, there's not much in terms of like playing against combo or something. It, there's no, you know, nothing in limited gets you ready for that in Legacy. But combat, dude, obviously combat is like the number one thing that I think I have a huge advantage over other Legacy players in, and it's not something that I even thought about because when I played Magic when I was young, it was all about combat, right? Mm-hmm. And when I play limited, it's all about combat. And you forget that other people's paths in this game, you know, some people have just played Legacy, you know what I mean? Or or they played with their friends for six months and then they played Legacy and they played Legacy ever since. They don't like limited. Some people are so comically bad at combat that it's it's like laughable, right? Well, I mean, in most Legacy games, you're not talking about you're not talking about board states like limited. Right. Like maybe exactly. maybe you were playing like the Maverick Mirror five, six, ten years ago, or like the Death and Taxes Mirror, and the board does get clogged, and there's lots of different abilities, and like multiple uh, multiple creatures blocking comes into play. But limited limited board states in combat are like are super complicated, and standard can get like that too, just because yep. the older formats have like the power level is so high that usually whoever has the advantage gets to steamroll it and you don't get you don't get stuck in these board states where you have four, five, six creatures on a side or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing I would say is prioritizing your removal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a thing... I, I think that good legacy players have mostly all worked this out and, and sort of just incorporated it into their game without having to think about it. But things like, you know, if you're playing against Delver... Let's say it's a Delver mirror. Just to make this easy. Let's say it's like a blue red Delver mirror, and you have uh, red blast that can hit a TNN on the stack, right? Or or a Delver in play, but you have all these forked bolts and lightning bolts in your deck that can hit the Delver in play. Like you know, do you do you waste a red blast on that Delver, or do you take three and wait? And maybe you have a preordain so you can see four cards if you wait. What's the chance that a bolt's in those four cards? What, or, what's the chance that your opponent has a counterspell for your removal and that your life total matters? Well, right, that, that, all, that's the next level, yeah. Yeah, all of that's like super context-dependent, right? Like, how many cantrips do you have in your hand? How many draw steps do you have? Do you feel like you don't have counterspell protection in your hand to where you may have to hit two removal spells? Like, all of that stuff matters. and Right, but that's not part of limited, the counterspell part. No, like, no, I mean it's it, not. it could be. Okay. But yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. We're the part the part the, that, that relates to limited is just like being aware of how many answers to a particular card you have in your deck. Because limited, the answer is very often one, two, or three, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I only have one card in my deck that can deal with this card that they have, right? And particularly, this is for like games two and three, and it comes up even more in sealed. But like, you might only have one or two answers to a certain card, and that's like the case with true name on the stack, right? Like. 
if it resolves and you're blue red, you don't have an answer to it. So you have to hit it on the stack. So you can't really waste that red blast on a Delver in play unless it's literally lethal. Mm-hmm. So like that's that's a skill that you you learn from limited is just keep that that tab in your mind of like which threats which bombs they have you know in in the context of your matchup mm-hmm. like like a true name in a blue red delver or a sylvan library the, in a, a rug delver mirror like uh, clothes would be now you know but basically which bombs you absolutely can't deal with or you have a, a very small number of cards that can deal with so you need to prioritize your removal and not waste it you know make make sure you line it up if you line up your removal better than them you're going to be in a good spot in blue red yeah yeah no i got you i got you so yeah those would be my main things i think but dude i miss playing limited i hope this harry potter set's good i i mean i hope it is too i think everybody hopes every magic set is good like what about what about Gandalf? Is it going to be more disappointing that they print like a Gandalf card and it's awful and unplayable or that it's so broken that like Gandalf becomes the new Rick? Are you talking about uh universe, uh, universe beyond? beyond? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I, tra- yeah. I I hopped into I hopped into that. I know it was on the on the schedule. Well, no, later. because I don't know there could be Gandalf and Harry Potter too. But uh I think that the Universe Beyond thing, two people actually, totally separate walks of life, have asked me about this so far. Yeah. Whether whether I would support a format that was uh, legacy without the Universe Beyond stuff. And I had different conversations with those two people. But obviously, yes, I would support that, right? Uh, what, how much weight I would want to throw behind it, I guess, is, is another question. I don't know. But, I feel like I feel like if it's tournament legal, you have to support it. Well, th- here's the thing though. After those conversations, Morrow actually weighed in on it. Somebody sent this to me on his uh but what's the what's the thing he's on called? Pinterest or something? Uh no no Pin- no, it's not Pinterest, but I know what you're talking about. Uh his blogatog is on I need to look it up. Blogatog, there you go. His, on his no, blogatog blog is the name of his um Tumblr. Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. On his Tumblr, he said um, (laughs) that basically he expects that. Not that he expects it, but that he would. He thinks it's fine and and go for it to that question. So that was like a really weird answer, in my opinion. So is that kind of like Commander commander not playing certain sets? Yeah, well, that's the thing. There's like a very very easy parallel with commander right but then there's like they didn't want to acknowledge commander and this seems like because he picks which questions he's going to answer right he chose to answer this question and it seemed like the last question that he would want to answer is like sort of encouraging people to go in that direction right because you don't want to fracture their community even a community like legacy that they don't really acknowledge that much yep I think that he probably wants that to happen. Like, judging by his response and the fact that he answered the question in the first place and the politics of Hasbro making them a division rather than a subsidiary. Yeah. I mean, people I think are making that a he, big deal about that. Yeah. But I, I, my personal suspicion is that he was against this universe beyond thing, at least as explicitly as it's being done now. Maybe, like... 
the way Acoria was done, he he would have supported, right? But but I mean, what what are the odds that the this hasn't been like in development for for years? Like Wizards traditionally has had their product pipelines in place for like you know what I'm saying? It's not it's not like but these Wizards are very. These are very independent pieces, though, right? Like, these are sort of like secret layers, if I understand it correctly. But I'm sure they were planning secret layers for years. I don't know about that. I mean, okay. like, as a concept, I'm sure that they've had this this thing pitched for years and years now. But, like, the, the decision, like, okay, we're going to release this in April of 2021. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that that decision was made, you know, two years ago. I Maybe. think it was probably... I don't know, maybe because the pandemic and having sales be down, they were able to get some licenses and, like, build some business relationships on the little bit of, like, a, the cheaper side than it would have been before. Um, yeah, no, I, I, if you said the summer, I would I would say, yeah, probably. But, okay, you know, I, I don't think that there's as much lead time as, like, a normal set or something. It's not like you have to do development on it or anything like that. Well, I mean, or I'm sure would... they're going to, right? Well, I mean, you just have to design, like, four cards or... Isn't that what it is, or am I am I wrong? No, I thought they were sets. I didn't oh no, so that's a totally that's a totally different thing than I was thinking. I thought it was just like the Walking Dead thing where there's just like four cards. <sighs> Hold on, maybe maybe I'm mistaken. Um, they they called them sets, but they called like secret layers sets. You know. Okay. Uh, maybe I misunderstood when I read that. Um, well, I think it was ambiguous, but I, I'm pretty sure that what it's going to be is, like, similar to the Walking Dead thing, right? I mean, maybe the Lord of the Rings one will have, you know, ten or something. Or maybe it'll be, like, three parts. It'll be, like, elves and dwarves and humans. or You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I don't think that it's going to be... I think I think it'll be, like, a From the Vault or a Secret Lair rather than, like, a Booster Packs or something. Yep. Okay. I get you. I was assuming that it was going to be, like a like, a set... Maybe not like, yeah, a, gotcha. like a full print run set, but more than four or five cards. If it was a set like that, then I would agree with you about the whole development time and everything. Yeah, well, that, I was basing my opinion on that, so yeah. you are probably correct. But for sure. the um, the yeah the the whole like format without those cards. I mean, first of all, like I just I support that by nature because you know I don't want to play with fucking. I can't even think of a name of a Star Wars guy, Chewbacca. I don't want to play with a, you know, Chewbacca and a fucking Travis Scott or whatever. Yeah. Well, if Wizards' but, track record on printing, like, powerful legacy cards comes into play, like, they won't be in the format in 12 months. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I see what you're saying, though, about, like, you know, you can't have SCG with these rules or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if people are... Uh, persistent enough about it i think that you probably could but i don't know about grand prix because like what would be the point of saying they're legacy illegal and then having grand prix without them so yeah, that's really I mean, what's going to dictate i don't know like man when are we getting a grand prix I, i'm just i'm i'm jaded but i'm, I'm excited about the 100k because i'm going to play magic yeah that would be sick if the 100k said no universe beyond well, when, Bro, we're no. 50 minutes into this podcast right now. We haven't talked about deck lists. I mean, we don't have to talk about deck lists. Like, honestly, I saw the cast notes, and we're like, listen, what do you feel like when you see 
the eight decks that we're going to talk about that's like death and taxes blue red delver and we're going to have like a like a 10 minute conversation on the splash for clothis and veil and the sideboard and how many force yeah. negations they're playing like do we have to do that I totally feel you on that. I, I actually do. And I was I didn't put this in the show notes. I was thinking about it and I forgot to. But basically what I wanted to say was that why would you be playing Legacy right now to find the best deck? Like you're playing Legacy right now to have fun, right? So I don't think that these results necessarily mean anything. I mean, they mean a little, They, they you know. The, the the fact that Death and Taxes and Blue Red Delver are doing well or whatever. Mm-hmm. It does mean something. It doesn't mean nothing at all. But basically, the format is very open right now. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, if, I'm, if I'm playing a game and it's not something that I'm, like, super, super focused and motivated on with a goal for the future, like, I want to win this tournament, then I'm, I'm playing what I enjoy for sure. Right. So and I think that's I think you're what right I think. With... Go ahead. Oh, I was about to say I think that's like a really good analysis of what's going on. People like people are playing because they enjoy playing and they want to, and these are the decks that people enjoy playing. Yeah, and so many of these decks, dude. When I was looking at the the challenge today, so many of them are ideas that that we've talked about in the last eighteen months or something, but we've stopped because like there was something gating them right like Mm -hmm. a reason that they wouldn't be good for example in sixth place you got blue red delver with four uh four of the whales the foragers ethereal forager and three of one mind 60 tickets or something crazy like that i'm sorry maybe it's not 60 i think maybe it's like 40 it's possible yeah like so many of these these lists are things that we've talked about or thought about or like uh, you know like is Coatl good in Bant is not the best example but like Hex Drinker uh, cards that like we've thought were very fringe or you know would be good in a certain scenario if a certain card was banned or if a certain deck picked up in the meta yeah, yeah. now people get to like try that all at once and. The problem with that is if everybody's trying that all at once and there's no event to unify, like, you know, this is the best deck or whatever, mm-hmm. this wheel, and it's not really a problem, it's just it's just a fact. The wheel never really stops turning because other people will try other things and you'll keep playing against weird shit, right? Yeah, I like that. It's actually a good place to be for yeah. where the format's at right now, yeah. It would be crazy going into a Grand Prix like this, right? Yeah, well, I mean, like... I guess that's always the thing about like post post legacy Grand Prix is the format always like tightens up. Maybe it tightens up a little bit before when people start the test, but after the results come back, usually usually you're seeing like just whatever top sixteen, like over and over again, or like whatever the yeah. best position deck from that is for a while. So it's it's and maybe maybe this is a completely different opinion than I used to have, but it's nice that there isn't an event to sort of tighten everything up, that everything is still open. Yeah, it is, you know, and it, it makes me really want to play it because there's, like, no representation for Stoneforge Mystic in, uh, like, a Stoneblade deck, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, the, I've been thinking a lot about Mentor decks, really. There's, uh, there's a Mentor deck in 23rd place. There's, dude, one thing that I had never thought about is Flagstones of Trocare, 
in Maverick with no Cataclysms or Armageddons or anything. Just Elvish Reclaimer. Like, you know how you sort of shortcut things in your mind and Mm -hmm. you shortcut Elvish Reclaimer as Knight of the Reliquary? I wasn't even thinking about the interaction with Reclaimer and Flagstones. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a, a Forester Plains. Right. Yeah. That's so I, sick. Hello. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. I. I mean, oh, I've like I've, I, I have run it in Death and Taxes, but I was running it for for those other reasons. Right. Yeah. There's just some cool shit, man. Like when I was looking at the list, I was like, oh yeah, there's that. There's that. One card that I really am high on right now that I. I didn't see, but I haven't really been looking for that hard. Is is uh, Scourge of the Skyclaves from Zendikar three, mm-hmm. which is like uh, I mean, you know what it is, right? It's yep. like the Death Shadow Tarmogoyth. Um, I think that that card would just be good in in regular decks, sort of like Tarmogoyth is. But you know, if you have Thoughtseize and, and fetch lands and shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that we. When we looked at it, we we're like, okay, this could be good. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would use Tarmogoyf as a. I don't know. Maybe I'm it's not as good as Tarmogoyf for yeah. sure. No, but if you're playing like you know thought seizes and dismembers and stuff, like I, I think you don't have to work as hard as you know strictly a shadow card for this card to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that that's been one of my sort of uh, paths I've been going down when making lists recently. But yeah, dude, we're uh, past the hour mark. Do you want to wrap it? Yeah, we should do this more often. This was fun. <laughs> I don't, why don't we make a plan to try to do this every week or, or something like that? Yeah, bro. The uh, the community needs the only... Uh, there was a meme that somebody posted in Leaving a Legacy that we are the, like, the right-wing, libertarian, <laughs> oh, yeah. gun-toting legacy podcast. And I just, I don't know if they, like... Maybe I don't exist. I haven't talked enough over the last few months, so like, people who are new don't know who I am. But I was like, "Are we really?" We Bro, probably you're, are. Uh, you're absorbed into Azeroth. You're just like a uh, digital character at this point. Oh man, yeah. They. So okay, when I started playing this game, I was like, "I'm just going to be a DPS. I'm not going to tank anymore. I don't want responsibility." <laughs> and then I ended up being in charge of like all of one class. And we got, like, we got pretty good. Like, there, there are, like, websites that keep track of, like, how your, how your yeah. raid is doing. And, like, like we're, we're doing very, very good. I think we were, we were 19th in the U.S., uh, top 60 in the world. Now I'm an officer, and I'm raiding in two raids four nights a week. And there's, like, so much administrative stuff to do. And I told myself at the beginning that I wasn't going to do it. And now I'm doing it, and it's, like, it's exhausting. When you say administrative stuff, do you mean, like, real world? Like, emailing people and stuff? Or do you mean, like, in-game? Okay, so it's, like, it's in Discord and in the game, but it's, it is just, like, keeping up with emails. Like, managing managing rosters, keeping up with morale, like, talking to people about their roles and improvement. Like, I, (laughs) no, I'm not, like, I'm not even kidding about this. We have, like, we have, like, smart goals for our raiders. I'm not even fucking around with this. (laughs) That's crazy, bro. Yeah. So. That's so fucked. Like, if you think about it, it's awesome, but it's also so fucked too, right? What, to have, like, have, like, a game where you, like, you have, like, an attainable goal that you need to be progressing towards to, like, or else you, like, lose your spot? 
Yeah, well, it's like a job, right? Like you have like performance reports and these metrics. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just like thinking there's about more, it in terms of my more, job. There's more metrics on Warcraft logs than there are in like my actual job. Like right. I'm, I'm right. not. I'm not even kidding. There's more. No, stats. I believe you. There's more stats on this website than the stats that I teach. It's crazy. But that's what makes it appealing, right? The fact that it's like meritocratic to a degree, like uh, very, very. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Performance oriented. Quantifiable. Yep. Yeah. Performance. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you can see, you know, we're nineteenth in the country or whatever, and we're this is like what we crave, right? As analytical competitive people. Yep. Is like I've been thinking a lot about this because I'm playing Baldur's Gate now. Uh the second one. Yeah. And like just like what makes you keep playing it, what you know, what is triggering the dopamine you know what sort of actions that you're taking and how i just can't help but look at it as a programmer you know like they could have done this better they're they're doing this incredibly well this is a great idea they should have spaced this out more Mm -hmm. and like you know how that relates to our psychological state like uh what what's missing in our lives that we're going to these places for for this sort of uh fulfillment of the of these like uh desires or and desires isn't the right word but you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. it's interesting man oh it definitely is it definitely is <laughs> but it's gonna be good that we're where i can uh have have some time where i get to focus on magic again getting ready for that tournament yeah for sure bro i wish that tusk talk was releasing an episode like i wish they would do a special time spiral episode because i really want to know what uh sean o'brien thinks of these cards well, did you? I think that I shared the tweet that I screenshotted, where uh, Gavin was like, "Listen, uh, Magic players, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You, you wake up in the morning and you have you have five minutes to prepare for a TED talk on magic on some niche, on some niche thing. What are you talking about?" And Tustalk shot back like passing off warped foils as sellable product. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, that was pretty good. I just, I wonder, you know, because like he's sort of like this uh, purist character, like uh, you know, old school. Yeah, how, how does he feel about these cards that are printed in twenty twenty one but look like old school cards? I could, I honestly don't don't know the answer to that. I I don't. I think it's like fifty fifty. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how much of that is like real and how much of that is like twitter performance either so i i like i i don't know any of these people but yeah no i don't i don't either but that that's a good question too but <sighs> the world may never know has that owl been canceled yet wait what are we talking about the the tootsie roll pop commercial no i don't think no. i don't think that um that owl was like rapey at all like the skunk yeah i don't know man <laughs> The skunk. What's the skunk? Pe- uh, Pepe oh, Pepe Le Pew. Le Pew? He's yeah. a skunk. That's right. Wait. He. Yeah. He is a skunk. Yeah. All right, bro. If people want to find you on. If people want to find you on Twitter to uh, get more of these. These updates on who's been canceled. You can follow me at T Smiley MTG, and you can follow the cast at Dead Format Cast. You can hit Ian up with uh, hard hitting questions like, "Is he more angry that Pepe Le Pew got canceled from Space Jam, or Lola Bunny doesn't have any boobies?" You can find him at... Bro, I don't even know what the fuck that means. What is a... Uh, what a, Ian1825 on Twitter. <laughs> Deadformatcast at gmail.com. Uh, anything else? That's a wrap.